0: And I want them to be articulate and to know how to speak about being a biracial uh, ch- a child in, in America, to be uh, kids who have two gay parents and to have allies as, as um, you know friends and family. And I really want them to walk in that space with their, held, uh, their head held up high and proud of being, yeah, they, they are who they are. And they didn't choose uh, to come be, uh, to have two gay parents. To, to, to gay dads, but they haven't. And I want them to be uh, proud and understand our community as well as we do.
1: Welcome to the Break the Chain's Find Your Flame podcast. My name is Steve Wopolanik. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and one of the founders of the Promethean Project. Our guests are people who have broke the chains of their limitations and found the strength of their potential. We offer their stories as inspiration and as guidance to help others navigate their quest to find their flame. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 64. Our guests today are Ron and Kelvin of Our Modern Love. It's a company that is up and coming, started in the pandemic, and started in an amazing way. It really focuses on putting love, identity, community, and connection into not only candles and fragrances, but also in storytelling engaging with others in the community, and providing a place where everyone can feel connected, seen, validated, and loved. Kelvin and Ron go in depth about everything from their relationship, how long they've been together, how they support each other, and how they bring their family into the business, also to their own upbringings, their fight to find equity, inequality in the community. We talk about intersectionality. We pretty much, we talk about parenting and co-parenting. So we pretty much touch upon everything in this episode that, you know, on the surface seems like it's about a company that makes scandals, but is much, much more. I'm really excited for y'all to listen to Ron and Kelvin talk about what they love. And, you know, this is, re- this is being released on Valentine's Day for a very specific reason. I want you all to go to their website check out their candles and if you still haven't bought a valentine's day gift for your significant other or for your kids or for your parents or any family members or friends please go to the our modern love website pick a candle whether it speaks to you whether it speaks to them or whether you just want to show someone that you support them you know go and check out these very intentionally gay candles
0: (music) a world where humanity's potential is imprisoned and locked away our only hope is to break the chains and
1: find our flame welcome back to the podcast today we have two amazing guests we got ron and kelvin so excited to have you here on the break the chains find the flame podcast today I always trip over saying the name of the podcast because I made it extra long for some reason when we were deciding to do it. But, (laughs) so uh, we have you both here today to talk about this uh, company that you started called Our Our Modern Love, and uh, really excited that it's coming out on Valentine's Day because I think it's very apropos for the company, you know, the brand, the mission, and then also, you know, maybe we can get some sales going for Valentine's Day for people, you know. Um, so I'm excited to, to hear more about that. But I'm wondering if you could let the listeners know who you are, a little bit about each one of yourselves, and how you got to this passion of the company that you made together um, as partners and significant others, and then this family endeavor to, to kind of get, get this going.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could, I could jump in and, and um, speak from the cell phone. Sort of my involvement right? yeah that'd so, be awesome yeah so i i uh so as you know my name is kelvin I, I've, I've been married to ron now for uh what 17 18 we well, not married together for that long that's awesome uh, we're gonna celebrate our 10-year um anniversary in october our, our marriage anniversary so um you know, happy it's early been,
1: anniversary care, thank it. you i appreciate
2: it it's been a good it's been a good ride so um yeah so so that's who i am um personally in that way but um So I recently, uh, I would say recently, uh, back in September, decided to sort of hang up my hat um, after I would say a successful nonprofit career. I was serving as an executive director at that position that I I left. And I sort of really, as we're reading regarding the great resignation, it really was something that I was also sort of mulling over for a long time, even prior to the pandemic, just simply because, you know, our family was expanding. And, you know, we were were really trying to figure out what the best approach would be for us, right? Because we were writing our own rules right we're a non-traditional family so we get to yeah. do that which is exciting um so so after talking with ron and sort of checking our financials it was it was time for me to just to say you know i could i could use a break um, and i did um, one of the things that started happening right before that was this uh energy around um uh creating something right so at the time it was uh my sister and i we were just sort of exploring some ideas and we were just really thinking about you know again like what you hear these side hustles um and then for, for at that time um we knew that we just had to sort of come up with something that was different unique uh and more importantly something that we could all be proud of not only selling the actual product but also ourselves right one of the right. things that i always say is like I'm t- i tend to be someone who's a little bit more closed but oml which is the acronym we use for um, our model love really is putting our family and me specifically in this position to sort of share who i am and my values um when, when we were talking about the product we have with OML. So that's been my, my story, very, very truncated, very short, uh, but essentially is, is one of those things where um, just sometimes you just have to sort of let go and let life um, lead you. Uh, and it's sort of led us to very interesting um, roads, down really interesting roads that have been both surprising uh, with uh, with the amount of support we've received and and acceptance we've received and encouraging and exciting to, to sort of think about where this all goes in the future but again i think our winning ingredient here is all our our um i guess commitment to our authenticity Uh, and that's been uh very fun for us to sort of really figure out how to stretch ourselves and push ourselves in that way but i'll stop there for now
1: no that's awesome i think it's funny you're like i need a break and then you start launching a business (laughs) in that time period
2: Yeah, it's funny that you say that. One of the things that I've reflected on is sort of what is it that I needed a break from, right? And I think that's the piece for me is like, you know, I think oftentimes we find ourselves in these situations where we lack control, you know, we lack the ability to sort of push initiatives forward. And there's just a lot of stuff that happens, right? Um, And sort of that gets a little exhausting um, for, for some of us who have that passion to to do something in life, right? Um, right. And that's what that's what I was taking a break for, and now that I have that reflection time, I can say that.
1: <laughs> that's awesome, Ron. I'm going to kick it over to you, just so you can kind of speak on that too, and, the, and about your own kind of version of that, and and where you came in.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Um, my name is Ron Molina Brantley. Uh, currently, I work for Berkshire Bank, and before that, I. I've been dabbling in the entrepreneurship range for, I would say the last 10, 15 years. I was with the city of Springfield and the finance department working with small businesses. And I was like, there's no way I would ever start a business. I'm so risk averse. And, and then I was like, I love the energy. And then when I took a position at Valley Venture Mentors, just being around so many amazing entrepreneurs and small business owners, and you just get cultivated. You get gravitated toward that energy and that lifestyle. And it was fun. And then I said, there's really no way I would ever start a business just because of the fact there's so much risk involved. And I'm a, a father of, of two wonderful boys uh, with, with Kelvin. And I was like, no, I just don't have that, that energy, that drive to make something work. And then something clicked. Uh, Kelvin was mentioning about uh, OML and uh, how we wanted to start. And I was like, this is, this is fun. I can use all my skills that I've gathered uh, the last 10, 15 years to really help. But what I didn't know that I know now is um, helping a small business owner through technical assistance and actually being a part of it and doing it yourself, it's a big difference. And there's some areas in, uh, in our ecosystem that really haven't been able to help us in our uh, where we're at at times. Um, so one thing I'm, I'm really working on, and I love that I could explore with, with OML is to really take it from that, that launch stage where it was fun. We had to be really creative, and we get to throw everything into it. It was a little expensive, but it was, it was an amazing opportunity, a lot of learning. And I, I take that learning, and then I can help other small businesses from that. And then now we're past the launch stage, and we're at the growth stage. We're like, now what's next? <laughs> and how do we continue this? And how do we really grow from an organic standpoint? Um, how do we get our, our, our beautiful, unique candles and boutiques and uh, in stores and retail, and how the POS system. And there's just a slew of different um, challenges and hurdles that we had to go through uh, to get to where we are now. And I don't think I would change any of that. I think uh, it's been fun, it's been challenging, it's been learning, uh, a lot of learning and education that goes into it. And now I think I have a better sense of what entrepreneurship and what small business owners go through day to day to really help me. Uh, help OML and help me help other small businesses and entrepreneurs. So I, I love this endeavor. I, I am so passionate about it. It's fun. Um, we get to bring our kids involved. They uh, do packaging. They come up with creative ideas. Uh, Kelvin's been amazing with um, just trying to push us from a creative standpoint to different lines of um, product lines. And uh, we just really want to be able to really tell our story, like Kelvin said, from an authentic uh, authentic standpoint because I believe our story is is a little unique and it's fun and we have a lot to give from uh, that that place. And I love sharing it with it uh, with the uh, community and our our followers overall. So that's my role. I play the okay the the business minded um, kind of like stop stopper sometimes. Um, but Calvin really pushes us to make sure we grow from an organic standpoint. And if it was up to me, I would put all of our candles in as many stores as possible, but is that sustainable and I don't want to uh, phase out. So We're having really great strategic growth uh, overall through this process.
1: That's awesome. Uh, so so many cool follow-up questions, right? But why don't we start with a good transition is talk about that story, that story that's front and center with OML. O- I'm going to say that because I keep Messing up the modern part of it, like the Rs are just getting thrown out for me. So let's say OML. Uh, what is the story behind it? What is your story, yours and Kelvin's, and your families, and and why don't we dive into that a little bit?
2: So 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 obviously in the introduction, it, it was clear that Ron and I are um, legally married, so we're a same-sex couple. Uh, you know, and um, we're also um, uh, owners of color, uh, right? Which also which has been one of the biggest emphasis that we've sort of been leaning into trying to be examples for our community on what's possible, right? Um, but, but primarily it's all about sort of us celebrating our unique uh, diversity uh, within the LGBTQIA community and sort of not shying away from the fact that we are gay and our candles are gay because we're purposefully making them, designing them to be gay. Yeah. Um, and gay is inclusive of, of our community. That's how I'm using that term. Um, so, and the other thing too, is like Ron and I have been sort of a part of our, of of this, that this nation for so long. And we've, so for example, I'm a 20 year, military army national guard veteran. So that's a big part of who I am and how I identify. Obviously Ron, uh, he's a, he's a black American who has had his lived experiences, um, which is something that we emphasize a business partner of ours, which is my sister, Janira, who couldn't make it today. She is leaning into, um, sort of, the the allyship what does that mean what does that look like in in this current moment and and how do uh, how does she as an ally um sort of participate in that in that in that story um for us so when it comes to sort of in general where we've come from uh, or 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 what is our story that is it is this idea that we're sort of acknowledging the fact that we we um are able to be representative of some members of our community. And we're leaning and taking that very seriously and saying, this is who we are. Um, And as a result, if you purchase a candle from us, we want you to make sure you realize it's a gay candle. It's either for yourself or what we see a lot is, people use our candles as a, a form of expression and communication, uh, either whether or not it's for their friend who has an LGBTQI identifying um, child. And so they're, they're showing support in that way. So we, what we find is that our, our product is assisting people really express their love. And I know it sounds kind of a pie in the sky, but in the way, what, what we're hearing on the ground is, is that. Um, so, so that's really, I'm not sure if that sort of answers your, your, your question. Um, what, what is our story? And that's how we sort of are leaning into sort of the way that we're doing business.
1: No, and I think it's amazing. I, I work with a lot of um, adolescents in the LGBTQIA community and really helping them, you know, just kind of process through, right? I can't really speak to that experience as a straight white male, but like having people show love. Or support, even in small, subtle ways as having a flag or having a candle, like you're talking about, it is, it's moving to people who are looking for that support and, and may not know where to go or, um, you know, if they have parents who can't really speak to the emotions of it, but say there's a candle there that has, you know, the trans colors on it, supporting their kid going through transitioning, That that's a big thing, even though, you know, on the outside, well, it's just a candle, there's much more than that. Right. And I think that's amazing. I know, Ron, I saw you post uh, recently on I think either on the website or on Facebook um, about like black love for, you know, Black History Month this month and and just in general and, and had a little write up about that, too. And I think that's also like very amazing is just, again, candles, but also so much deeper meaning to it than just specific like, oh, okay, well, this is to sell. Right. It, it's more about that community, which I think is amazing to have as part of your business because I don't think you see that a lot. And I think it makes sense, like you were saying, it's not just put them anywhere to be really conscious of, of how you do that and who who you uh, associate with and, and collaborate with. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And, and thanks. Thanks for uh, bringing up a Black love, uh, dude. I mean, we wanted to, well, I wanted to uh, show a candle that really represents who I am, you know, as a, a dark skinned. Uh, gay Black American, and uh, Black love came from that. It came from just lived experiences, like Kevin was saying earlier. It came from my passion of trying to be more, um, uh, more vulnerable to my community. Uh, if anyone knows me, I'm a little, I'm not as uh, vulnerable to uh, the open space as I want to be. And I think OML really helped me uh, know that there's, uh, there's areas that I could be, I I could use to really help our community. And black love came from that. It's a powerful candle. Um, we put a quote on it and our, our, scents are really strong and masculine and, and, um, one, one of them strong and really representative of who I am. And there's another scent that that I love is my, my favorite, the black mahogany. And that one's a really, um, a scent that's androgynous. Um, you know, some, sometimes I feel like I'm in a more of a, like a floral scent and one, and there's sometimes that I want something a little bit more masculine or more musky. And I think that Canada really represents that. And I really wanted to just say, you know, yeah, this is is who I am. Uh, I am a black American and I am a gay black American and I have two children and I want to make sure I'm representing who I am from an authentic standpoint. So uh, when I have conversations, which I will have conversations for my kids, it's about this is sometimes it's not as easy as um, as you may see. There's some real struggles that are happening in our community and in uh, the United States. And we, I can't shy away from that. So I think it's my, my job and my role as uh, a father of two biracial children to stand proud uh, in my skin, stand proud in, uh, in my LGBTQ plus IA representation and really tell them it may be it may be tough because um yeah, they, they, well, they have two amazing parents, so, but still, it may be tough, and we're going to have those crucial conversations with them as they get older.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I love that, the, the, your story behind that on the website, I, I thought was really empowering in the sense of, you know, celebrating the trauma and the history of, of what, you know, Black Americans have kind of gone through, but also celebrating, and hence the name, Black Love, you know, these beautiful moments, and, you know, you know, these really intricate kind of balancing of like, okay, this is how we move in this space or this is who we are, but we also have this empowered voice to ourselves and we have to celebrate that love too. And I think that's fantastic that, you know, we're talking about candles. Right. And, but like, this is so, so exciting to me to kind of hear the, these stories, because again, like I said, with my own experiences with working with people is like these small notes, have huge impactful kind of responses to them. And I think you're both doing doing awesome work with this. And I love (laughs) candles too. I love scents. And actually I wanted to, you touched upon, you know, thinking about like what scent goes to the candle. And I I was wondering if you both could talk a little bit about how you work that out and and how that kind of comes into frame when you talk about making a new candle and what it looks like and what scents are added to it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I could definitely talk about that. Um, you know, so, so we have, uh, we understand that there are going to be folks that have their preferences, right? We're not, we're not the first candle company ever to exist. We acknowledge that, uh, we acknowledge that our consumers have tons of choices. We also acknowledge that, um, the, 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 the truth also is that there, we, we have now sort of as a collective, know what we like and what we don't like. So we have to, as a as a business, accommodate for those folks that have a specific scent that they don't like. So you'll find in our website, you have standard scents that you could find, um, roughly at any other uh candle business uh, that you could that you could look up. Right? There's a lot of similarities there. The difference for us when it comes to our what we're calling our signature lines, Black Love is the first release of that. Um That's that's been sort of like weeks in the making, where we take these sense um that you know because we we get them from our supplier and then from there uh, we really start off by thinking about what type of um experience we want to create right so ron is immediately talking about sort of like the the more um sort of in the middle type of sense so it's almost like you could it's hard to pick up whether or not it's really like is it a feminine or a masculine sense really in the middle right so ron was purposeful in wanting that to happen right so then we sort of take a step back uh, and it's just start um mixing Essentially, what we're doing. Uh, and we sort of make our notes. Uh, so we, we become little, like, at home scientists in that way, right? And yes. we just write down our notes like, that was 30% that usage of that. Did we like it? And we give it a day and then we go back and sniff. Oh, that wasn't that good. So again, leaning into the creative process, but always emphasizing our own um, uh, interest, our own like, right? So trusting our nose, trusting our, our, our you know, um, our reactions to when we're smelling these type of things. Um, and that's how we're leaning into how we create those, so what we call in signature scents. So Ron's two black love scents are all based off of Ron's sort of several ex- several months of experimenting um what makes most sense sense for the
1: sense <laughs> pun, pun intended pun intended, Love <laughs> pun intended. No, that's that's great you know like i when i when i'm um counseling and, and kind of working with people i think um when you talk about mental health just in general there's there's so so much separation and, and compartmentalizing with it and i swear this connects i'll get to get to my point in a minute and um one of the things we talk about is mindfulness a lot, and, and grounding, and really being present. And I, the strongest way to do that, I feel like, is through your senses. And one of the strongest connections to memory is actually scent, like smelling something from your past and how it relates to you, and you know wh- whether good or bad, right? But like, it's a really good way to work on grounding if you're if you're anxious or if you're worried or if you're depressed using something similar to sense of a time that you felt really relaxed and connected and supported can be really generative for your mental health in general and help ground and be present in that moment, especially if it's um you know you're you're isolated and you don't have connection and, and things of that moment. So I love the intention behind like really not just throwing sense or like, yeah, this is a popular one. Let's just you know, whatever. I mean, obviously you have the regular line because people are searching for that, but these these more signature lines, I think, are awesome to kind of connect in different ways and challenge. Yeah.
2: And I appreciate those remarks because um, that's something that we always emphasize. You know, again, like I mentioned earlier in the intro, I left my career a lot to do with mental health, right? This, this idea that sometimes we just need space to be able to figure it all out. So for us, we always emphasize you know our candles are really made with love i mean we started this whole thing because of it and we are because we have significant privilege in a lot of ways right we want it we we have a responsibility with it and we're trying we're, we are standing strong and sort of hoping to provide some some sense of um relief to to members of our community that might be feeling like it's completely, like you can't step away. So you're absolutely right. Experiencing life through senses and being mindful about that is important. So you're, So one of the things I, uh, I'll add is much more than the visual um, and much more than the scent, you know, when we when we sell our product in person, we are so purposeful to make sure that we're handing something off with complete sincerity, right? Because I I, I we believe that when someone puts that candle that we made on their counter, they'll remember the encounter that they had with us, um, right? And so, whatever they sort of transpose their meaning into the candle, they'll also exist, but at least. We feel like we had some contribution uh, to this idea that say, you know, there's love there. Uh, we don't know each other, but I love our community. I love the LGBTQ and everyone else who identifies within that. We love, we love, love, love that. Um, it's just a big part of our lives. And as we wanna make sure that we sort of put that holistically in that way. So I again, I appreciate you mentioned that uh, so when, as soon as you said it i knew sort of where you were going I, okay I, I, I'm music.
1: <laughs> maybe i'll edit out the preference <laughs>
2: <laughs> i understand
1: No, but i i well first of all i love the reframe that you did even in that where you said we're trying to and then you're like no you know what we are standing tall we all are standing firm here and, and i think that that intention really just speaks to both of y'all's approach to this and and really how important it is for for you both to kind of do this movement the candles are beautiful i saw uh the candle with the trans colors and that it was just really it popped really well and it'd just like you know I'm, I'm gonna probably order some after this and get some for the office because I, I think it's just nice to have that and i don't have a lot of color in, in the office right now because i'm still decorating so i think that will help a little bit too
2: yeah.
1: um in 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 the mindfulness that you're putting into this the family kind of orientation to this and the idea of like your kids are helping and packaging and doing some of this work and they're seeing the intention that goes into each candle and and you know even just the science you're putting into getting the smells and and things of that is is strong I also think it speaks to this concept of right like this is not performative in any manner it was like oh okay it's you you know it's like black history month so let's let's put out a black history candle or oh you know like there's a a huge uh base of constituents that we can get for uh lgbtqia right this is this is purposeful in the sense of like no we are this community we we live in this intersectionality and we want to bring that to the forefront to have this be our message as opposed to like hey here's one for each walk of life and let's put it out there and get the attention you know yeah
2: definitely Definitely. Intentionality has been part of our key ingredients since the beginning. Um, And that's really the way that Ron and I live our lives, right? Um, I mean, intentionality could be used to explain the way we parent, the way that we choose our career paths. And you know, the choices that we made in all different aspects of life. So I, yeah, you're absolutely right. I appreciate you acknowledging that as well, because it's true. Like one of the things that I'll say, and I'll admit, when, um, when it came to the black love, um, obviously we used February as the launch day uh, month because obviously the black history, but one of the things that ram could speak to this too is like this idea of not shying away and saying this is just performative for the month. This is who we are like every day. <laughs> Ron is black every day. (laughs) Would you agree, Ron?
0: (laughs) Yes, I completely agree. And um, we're not going to take it down after February, because black history should be should be taught, should be talked about every month, every day of every year. Uh, So I think it's really important that um, we It's not just a flash in a plan. This is who we are. And this is the, the skin that I walk in every day. Uh, but you did mention our, our kids. And I think it's really important for us or for, for um, to really get them um, learning how to communicate around this space and learning to, uh, to work and be little entrepreneurs. Because in my opinion, I think entrepreneurship just opens up a sleuth of other possibilities. And I think having, having our kids around uh, shows that we, we want them to, uh, to work. We want them to be a part of it. They're little creators. We want them to know how businesses are being ran. And and the level of attention to detail is really important. And uh, they, I want them to have the vision and the eye to see that. But one thing I do like when we go to, to shows is our kids are there 90% of the time. It depends on uh, how long of the weekend. And they're involved. They're packaging it, they're talking to customers, and they're smiling, they're being helpful. Um, it just Sometimes we're not putting our kids out there, uh, so, but we're putting them out there in spaces that uh, I believe are safe for them. And I, I believe it just really encompasses who we are as a family because uh, our kids are part of us and we wanna make sure that um, they get the best things that we know that we didn't have as kids growing up. And I wanna make sure that they have uh, this world that can um, they can do whatever they want to uh, when they when they choose to. And I want to part all the wisdom I have, and I want them to be articulate and to know how to speak about being a biracial uh, ch- a child in, in America, to be uh, kids who have two gay parents and to have allies as as um, you know friends and family and I really want them to walk in that space with their held, uh, their head held up high and proud of being yeah they they are who they are, and they didn't choose. Uh, to come be uh, to have two gay two gay dads, but they have it, and I want them to be uh, proud and understand our community as well as we do. Yeah,
1: and and that speaks to a whole nother level that we haven't touched upon is that something that I see for adolescents uh, in life is they they're unless they're exposed to things like you're talking about with entrepreneurship. Um, They think there's only one pathway that I I have to travel because unfortunately, that's a societal construct that gets preached about in school. And I I love the education system. I think there's flaws to it. Obviously, there's there's a lot of stuff missing. Most of my family were teachers. I feel like the teachers out there are doing an awesome job and they can make a huge difference. But I do get this repetitive kind of notion of of like, you got to get great grades. And then you got to take like five AP classes so you can get into the best college ever. And, you know, I read a study recently that adolescence is the most anxious age group of, of anyone in America, just based on all this pressure of dictating, I need to know where I'm going and what I'm going to do. And so that intentionality of bringing your kids and exposing them to that, I think is fantastic because it does open this avenue of, hey, I may have some ideas, but I'm also opening this concept of I can kind of make my own path too, depending on how much I want to put into that and, and what speaks to me. And I, you know, I, I my sister's going to make fun of me so much for this because I say when I, when in these podcasts, I say, oh, I love that so much. And, but I do love it. I think it's, it's needed. And so Caitlin, if you're listening, I'm sorry, you can have a tally mark of how many times I say that <laughs> in this podcast, but it is, it is awesome that, you know, like the intention is not just like, "Oh, here's a business," but here's all these other avenues of, of why this is important to expose people to.
2: You know, one of the things that I'll, I'll add here is um, this this uh, intentional parenting is, is common with the the other gay parents that we know and have in our lives, right? I think it's important to 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 to, to acknowledge that we we have to we had to be so intentional with a lot, sort of. Uh-huh. providing us the opportunity to to have children. Uh, so that sort of was so much work to get us to where we are now that it's almost like, Um, Every day we sort of look at parenting as a privilege, uh, honestly, Um, you know, and not only that, but uh, to your point, we, we, Ron and I have also done our own work on overcoming our generational poverty that we were born into and all the systems that sort of we encountered that really did create these barriers for our success, but um, regardless of them, you know, we were successful, which is not an abnormal or, or um, unpopular story, right? That that There's a lot of folks in our communities that go through this as well. And uh, what we're seeing now um, as older millennials who have sort of internalized all the lessons from our generation is sort of looking at our children and saying, let me sort of, remove all of these expectations and expose our children to as much as we possibly can in a healthy way and to allow them to really um sort of learn what their core is telling them about what their purpose might be in life and we don't know what that is and that's going to change every day we know that but us as parents especially when it comes to OML, really the exposure to what could be another alternative for the way that you engage in the world. um, It's very, very important for us. And if that's it, so we, so that's our primary um, uh, goal. And if we are able to demonstrate it to others, uh, for others, uh, and we could serve as an example for others, we, we are, we are here for that and sort of uh, are, are putting ourselves out there for that for that purpose right so we only rely on what we are able to create and people absorb it but I'm hoping that people are absorbing it with a place of with a sense of you know those those two guys over there they really they really do care um, and they know the struggle it, it isn't like we're sugarcoating any of it um, so so let me just sort of jump on that level of energy instead of what what you just mentioned this 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 system that hasn't really helped us much um, Take a
1: picture. No, and I, I mean, Caitlin, I love, <laughs> I love everything you just <laughs> said because, uh, you know, and it comes across in just talking to you for the, the past 35 minutes, 30 minutes of uh, this this podcast is, is that uh, community is so central to what you're doing and that connecting is so to other people is so central to what you're doing with, with your business and, and with the, the mission that you're, you have out there. And I think what you're talking about with raising children, too, there's a whole theory on uh, child uh, care that's called connected parenting, which is an amazing concept and, and really a hard thing for a lot of people to get behind, but it's really about fostering that connection as you parent, instead of just saying, well, you know, I'm in this position of authority, so you must listen to, to what I'm doing there. It's getting on their level and kind of connecting through it and and admitting fault and saying, you don't have all the answers and, you know, doing all, all of these intentional kind of walks, which are hard to do, especially if you're battling against your own upbringing. You're like, well, this is how I was raised. So I can, but again, um, I think in the long run, that connection and that community is so important to, to every walk of life. And so I love everything that yeah. we're both talking about with this.
2: Yeah, the work is real and it's heavy and it's hard. Um, but we could all start, um, start today, right? I mean, yep. why not? Right. That's really the question. Why not start? Um, but we realize too, right? Because not it isn't like as simple as, you know, just be better. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It not as simple as that um but I, just to acknowledge that you know it is hard um and and we as a community we're not alone um and you know i always heard that those messages when i was younger from ellen ellen Jenner, so like the whole idea you're not alone that, that it gets better that gets better remember i remember that as a as a youth and um i honestly internalized that and it said okay i believe you um and it, i'll i'll be honest i know it sounds but it's true it does it does get better it does get better um and that piece there is is like you know i want i want we we want to convince people that that's the case because we know we see we see there's there's a need for more love yeah and and being seen
1: and being valued by people you know again adolescents i keep coming back to this but it's true is how many people or when you were an adolescent how many times did you feel like I can't connect to people. I, do, like, I don't feel like they see me, I, I can't be myself. Um, and you know, working with a lot of ad- adolescents, it's like, people don't understand me. And the same thing is like, you'll find people who will value you and you'll find people who will see you it's like being open to that and putting that out there and not shutting that down just because of this small period of time. Although really intense and really you know can be hurtful it's once you move past this you you have this opportunity to see bigger things and connect with people who actually value that weirdness that you feel like you have or who can actually respect that and say oh you have this look at this this is my stuff and share over me and you know i was very lucky that my wife took a chance on this geek here (laughs) because i talk about comic books all day and fantasy books all day and so you know i think i think it's amazing once you can find even one or two people who can value that part of yourself there's so much growth and connection that comes out of that
0: yeah and uh in speaking on that uh, I think I was very lucky I found Kelvin but we found each other I, I would say a long time ago we were I swear we were still kids uh when, when we connected together and we kind of really had each other to grow uh to learn from to bounce ideas off of and to actually get through our, our generational trauma together. Um, he experienced a lot of things that I've experienced and vice versa. And we have each other, and we had each other, and it's really, I'm really thankful uh, for that. And we want to make sure that our kids have us as well, so they don't have to navigate those charters and those waters that we did uh, before us. And now with OML, we really want to open those doors and open up those experiences so we can tell our story. And if that helps one person, two people, three people, we'll be happy, but uh, we want to open up ourselves and our community to do more, uh, to uh, take away some of those barriers that are unnecessary. And um, and I'm, I'm really excited about it uh, overall. It's really great to uh, have this sense of, of community, of love, and belonging, and authenticity, and just really connecting from a vulnerable standpoint. Uh, because um, growing up uh, as a Black American, uh, vulnerability was something that you just can't, you can't really show and you can't really embrace. Um, but after I shed away all of that, some of that generational trauma and really showing who I am and being really authentic, I think vulnerable is something that is so courageous and so powerful. And if you live in that space, you can open up so many doors and opportunities. And I'm, I'm, I'm really proud to be in that space or still working on it uh, for the most part, but I'm really proud of the show, uh, how far I've come. And, uh, and really put all my learnings and my thoughts into uh, OML from uh, that standpoint.
1: I'm trying not to say I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so to, to shift gears a little bit too, uh, we talked about the sense we talked about very intentional of what the candles look like and, and, and to be inclusive in that, that way. Uh, there's an aspect that I've never seen before, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about this unique aspect of your candles that comes with um, the additive part on top of the candle. I'm not really sure what to call that because I'm not a, a candle connoisseur, so to speak, but I'm wondering if you could speak to that. So, so
2: you, you must be referencing our log time. So, so all, all candles, so, so when I was saying earlier that our candles are gay, there, there's, there's a reason why I say that. So one of the things that we love to say is that our candles are versatile. Um, so what do I mean by that? So each candle, there's there, we have candles that are just plain like white, white wax candles. Um, um, there's some that are sort of layered in a rainbow. Um, some of the candles have both the black and brown stripe on top as well. Uh, you mentioned earlier, some of them are striped um, to represent the trans flag um, et cetera, et cetera. So but all of them have what we call our love tarts. The love tarts are uh, sort of smaller wax scented wax uh shaped hearts and other shapes as well depending on the scent that we throw on top of the candle um and what we say is so you could burn your candle as is right so just make a little bit of just move them a little bit all the way burn them they eventually will melt um, what you could also do is you could take them out of the jar and put them on the standalone tart warmers and people those are some very popular things people have especially if you're like candles is if you just have two essentially split your candle up in two and have them in multiple locations um one of the things that that um, we've made sure is that the love tarts all are at least have one color of the rainbow in them because you know some of the some of the scents really do require like our creme brulee we we tend to lean into the 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 caramel plus some of the and then we add in a a, a splash of color because again it's important for us um is to make sure that we are we're showing those colors at every single step of the way so that's what makes our candles unique and that's why and that's what we say, um, that's why they're gay, because we don't run away from the pride flag, all candles have that part of, of, of their making. Um, but yeah, so that's, and the idea came, you know, it wasn't, um, so we did see a couple of candles in the beginning. Um, they were all cereal bowls, I, I think that that's a big one on TikTok, um, there's the, this maker that uh, has cereal bowls um that you just sort of it looks like a cereal bowl he comes with a with a spoon after you burn the candle you could can use that to eat your cereal which is a really cool idea. Yeah. Um we we and there was other ideas too. So it isn't like we could have sort of made up the tart idea, but the difference is that we are um emphasizing uh it being removed for a different candle which is uh, something that I don't see others advocate for because i think it's cool yeah. to be able to have two candles in one oh no, definitely uh, and, and the fact that that allows us now to be gay um right so our logo obviously has the our our the uh, flag color on it but um you can't get away from a candle that's you know prideful in that way <laughs> you can't hide it. yeah.
1: it's like it's a transformer so you, you can transform into two different things
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, multi-use, and that's really, we love that, we love the idea, of you never know, like, try to create something from something that people know.
1: (laughs) I think that also speaks to what we were talking about before with intersectionality as well, right, because it's like these two candle
2: ideas, they intersect with each other in many different ways, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. one, one of the biggest drives for the flexibility of the candle was cost, right? So it's interesting when you when you grow up poor, uh, all of these different things start uh, mattering to you substantially, right? And so you look at the price that you have to price it for it to be sustainable. And then you sort of scratch your head like who's gonna, who am I, would I have been able to buy that as a youth, as a gay youth, would I have been able to buy that if I didn't have a job? The answer probably would have been no. So so how do I, so we, we are exploring a more, uh, affordable ways to 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 encourage our community to sort of show their love in that way and if if that's what they choose so the versatility really was for for me and my sister who were really focusing in on that is this idea of creating two and one so it's almost like yeah, two for one if we could think, feel we could do that it'll make us feel like okay fine this is a deal this is a deal that's great Again, we were having that, again, intersectionality, all the things that come from that and sort of how that is that sort of translate into the way you live life. But anyway, just to further into that.
1: All right. So I have a couple of questions to end the podcast, but one personal question, just because I'm going to be a little selfish in having you both here and talking about your candles is, do you have a sandalwood scent yet? Because that is my jam. I love sandalwood so much. Um, So I'm just curious on a personal level if, if that's out there yet.
2: So I love this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here because Sandalwood obviously yeah. is a, a very popular scent for, for me is one of the things too. What are, so I'm creating a, a veteran love line, uh, right? So that's one of the ones I'm leading in and it's all around sort of the Palo Santo, Sandalwood um, scents, the, the, the deeper masculine ones. Um, and, I, and so I'm currently in developing those and, you know, uh, we've had some, some, um, trials out in our shows and those tend to sell out pretty quickly. So we're really encouraged that we're getting somewhere with, with our, our, our signature scent in that way. So the answer, short answer is yes. Um, and I'm hoping that it's better than <laughs> what you're familiar with, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the, in the story behind it. So yeah. More yeah. To come
1: I usually have mala beads on and they're green sandalwood and I, I love them for meditation, but I also love them just because that pervasive smell, smell of the sandalwood that I catch randomly throughout the day and it reminds me oh, okay take a breath, kind of just ease into it, yeah. relax.
2: You know, for me, not to get too personal here, but sandalwood and that, those scents always remind me of my camping experiences in the military. And the worst of weathers and the best of weathers, it was always, I always found a refuge connecting to to nature. So I went through all this other crazy stuff you go to, but I always found a sense of peace being just out there. Uh, So those scents to me always calm me too. it It just allows me to get centered and really get grounded essentially. And yeah. So there's some similarities there, yeah. Yep. All
1: right, are you are you all ready for the hard hitting questions now? <laughs> all right, yeah. so I'm gonna start. We'll go back and forth. I'll start with the first question: Is if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why?
0: Yeah, I'll take this one. I'll start, and for some other, reason, I'm a huge, huge Superman fan uh, because I believe it's actually kind of fair. <laughs> uh, he can get as uh, he can fly, you know, and he's super strong, and super fast. And it just reminded me of all the things that I can and cannot do. I was always fast as a child. I've always loved to fly. And something about um, Ray Bean's coming for eyes is really, really amazing. So I would say of any of the superheroes, uh, it would have to be Superman's full collective power. Because uh, I can't, that's I can't that's just good. choose one uh, because <laughs> that's it's not question. <laughs>
1: I love how you specified. specify, no, no, not just one. All of them. All, All them. of Superbad
2: <laughs> 5. Yeah. Okay. You know, and for me, so so for me, it's an easy answer. It's the the the, the power of flight. Uh, it's always one of the things that I always daydream about when I was a kid, especially. Because I, too, was very, I, I was always been uh, very um, imaginatory as a kid, really, as a coping mechanism, really. Um, mm-hmm. But flying, the flight always... Uh, allowed me to sort of change perspective. I think that's one of the things that happens when I'm thinking about flying is just be able to just go to an elevated, uh, an elevation where nobody's there and you're just there alone and you could see everything completely different. I think that's really, really powerful. I really do. Points, so, so your answer was really
0: <laughs> possible, and I'm like, I'm all greedy here. <laughs> that's okay, it's okay. Ron.
1: My when people ask me that question, my mine is to control probability because in a world where there's superpowers, nothing's impossible. So, if I could control probability, it means I could access any superpower I, I'd want. That's true. It's like, oh, one in a million, I can fly. All right, let me be that one, and let's go. <laughs> um, that's really cool. That's a, yeah, so I'm on that greedy tip too. Uh, <laughs> so, and then the second question to finish the podcast would just be, what do, what do you believe your real life superpowers are that really help define your characters and, and who you are as a person?
0: Yeah, this one was uh, tougher uh, for me. Uh, there's two things that I think I'm really, really great at is connecting with people and sharing my love. Uh, I'm not saying that because of OML, it's just because of the way I share my love with my kids and my friends, uh, the ones that really know me. So between those two, uh, I would say my superpower would be um, my ability to share the love uh, that I have, uh, because I think it's important to put a smile on people's faces, to really uh, be grounded in a place of, of safety. And um, I just love, if I, could have, if I could do that to everyone and uh, to be able to feel safe and that they're loved, that would definitely be, be mine.
2: Awesome. Yeah. And for me, I would say, I would say my uh, considerate, considerative honesty, right? So this idea that, you know, um, I value, I value people's authenticity. Um, that's probably the one thing that I, that I, that I, Seek out most, um, and so I, I believe people could ex- and should expect me to be honest um, in a way where I am considerate of emotion, right? Because I mean, honestly, sometimes it does hurt, but I I lean into the the idea that um, I owe it. To myself, to be honest, right? And you have to be calculated with that. It isn't about everything. But if right. it's something about what I believe, and I believe is, is right and important, and then the situation puts me in a position to speak on it, I will. Um, I always say, just ask me a question and I'll answer it honestly. So, and that sort of is intimidating for people, but I, it is a superpower. I think yeah. um, I'm able to sort of be very transparent in that way. And as a result, there's no confusion about my intent, intentionality behind any other words I use. So that's my, that's my superpower, I think, just being honest. Yeah. That's awesome. That's why that's we get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how it is. <laughs> right?
1: It's also important for clear boundaries, right? Like, yeah. here, here's the reality of the situation. I'm going to let you know, but I'm not going to be, like, mean about it. I Here's just the real reality. And I think that that's a great quality to have because I think so many of us are like, how do I do that? How do I how do I? be honest and hold people accountable without feeling like I destroyed them by speaking yeah. up for myself so that's hard yeah, yeah it definitely is well thank you both for coming on I was so honored to talk to you today so so excited to kind of see where you go do you have anything coming up any shows coming up that you're doing that people can check out the product at or um, I'm going to put the website and all the information in the show notes so you, so people will have connection to that but um, anything yeah. coming
0: up? Yeah, our, our next show is March 5th and 6th at uh, the Big E, the old Deerfield Spring Sampler. Uh, so we'll be there on March 6th from 10 to 5 and on Saturday and on Sunday from uh, 10 to 4. So we're really excited to, to show. Please come swing by, come pick up and experience a candle, uh, open it and smell it. I think you'll, you'll fall in love with it like we
1: have. Awesome. Thank you again.
2: Thank, Thank you Steve. so much for taking the time.
1: Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, please outreach to us at info at the Promethean If you want to learn more about the Promethean project, or if you would like to donate to our cause, you can reach us at the Promethean If you really do enjoy this podcast, please share with your friends like our posts on social media on Instagram and on Facebook, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any podcast app that you like to listen to. Again, thank you for taking a listen, and remember that the most important step is always the next one.